Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for your word, Lord, because it's living and it's powerful, God. We ask, Lord, that as we have committed this year to be rooted and grounded, that you would show us what this means, how this looks like for the Christian, for the believer. We ask, Lord, that you would awaken and, and convict areas of our lives that, Lord, need to be stirred, Lord. And that we would abide, that we would be connected to you, Lord, that we would produce fruit. We ask this, Lord, that you would continue to stretch us and speak to us, God. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. And together we said, Amen. Amen. We've titled today's message, Fruit That Remains. Fruit That Remains. The reason why it's fruit that remains is because as we become rooted and grounded in Jesus this entire year, guess what happens? Your roots are spread out deep into that soil of the love of God and therefore you can grow from there and produce fruit as a Christian. And if that's something that we want to really see in our lives, a life that is producing fruit, because a life that is producing fruit is a life that is obedient, and it's a life that is founded and rooted in the love of God. You see, that is the ultimate goal of the church, of our church, is that we would be so rooted and grounded in God's love that we would see the spiritual maturity come and take place in our life. That we would see accountability this year. That we would see consistency. That we would see godly character. Personal integrity we talked about. That we would be now fruit-bearing Christians and believers. Because a person and a church and a disciple and you and I, if we are not planted in the love of God, we will not flourish. And I want you to remember that if you are not planted in the love of God today, you will not grow. And, and where you are planted will determine the fruit that takes place in your life. Now I want to ask you, where were you planted last year? Where were you rooted last year? Where is it that you see yourself going to this year? Because we all must say, Lord... I want to be planted on that soil of love, on that soil of accountability, so that my life grows and that I have a fruitful year. If there is something that we want is a fruitful year, a fruitful season, a season of, of good harvest now, but the fruit that we're talking about is more than just accomplishments. It's more than just seeing some wins this year in our lives, but the fruit that we talk about, it's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, the fruit that produces spiritual maturity, the fruit that produces spiritual growth, the fruit in our lives that gives and tells more of the character of Jesus. You see, when you are rooted and grounded in love, it produces a fruit-bearing believer. And that fruit-bearing believer becomes something. That person that is producing fruit as a believer becomes something. They become something. You know what they become? They become a permanent soul-winning disciple. <laughs> you see, we must become people that are bearing fruit so that we would then become also disciples that are winning others to Jesus. I don't know about you, but we want to see people come to Jesus. And we want it to be fruit that remains, fruit that is constantly not only growing and, and, and flourishing, but it is fruit that is consistently being produced, that is connected to that vine. Right? You see, because it's not really about how you start, it's also about how you finish. 
There's a lot of times in our lives that we want to start and we're excited in our spiritual walk. We're coming to church. We're plugged in. But how does it look like six months into the year? Are we still producing fruit? Are we still connected? Are we still serving the Lord? Is there a, still a spiritual discipline in our lives? Ask yourself, how do the spiritual discipline, how does it look in my life? How does the consistency look in my life? How does the abiding look, the close fellowship with God? How does the communion look in my life with the Lord right now? Because that's the will of God and that's the heart of God for you. That you would be close in fellowship with Christ. And before we go into this text, I, I, I really need to, to say this. That, that bearing fruit has more to do with what we are becoming than what we are doing. Bearing fruit has more to do with what we are becoming than what we are doing. Because the fruit of the Spirit is becoming more like Christ. That's what it means to bear fruit. To become more like Christ. It is a Galatians 5.22 fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. It grows from love. It's joy. It's peace. It's patience. It's kindness. It's gentleness. It is self-control. Bearing fruit means becoming more like Christ. It's not so much based off what you do, but who you are. You're more like Jesus. That's exactly why we say, Lord, I want to have a Galatians 5.22 fruit in my life. I want to have a Galatians 5.22 year in my life. I want to have a Galatians 5.22 home, marriage, family, children, ministry, a fruit of the Spirit that looks more like Jesus. But here in John chapter 15, as we dive into God's Word, we're going to see that Jesus gives His disciples now. He's talking to the church and He gives them an illustration of the relationship that He wants with His disciples. You see, I, I know that as we come to church, we call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ. Maybe even believers. But if you were a disciple, this message is for you. This message was spoken to the disciples of the relationship that Jesus wanted with His disciples. So play, pay, please pay close attention to this message because this talks about the relationship that God wants with you. It talks about the consistency, the closeness, the intimacy, the, 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 the nearness, the devotion that God wants with you as a disciple. He doesn't want just any relationship. He wants a real relationship, a true relationship. And He gives us an illustration now here of the Father's vineyard. <laughs> I want you to know today we're about to step into our Father's vineyard. People get excited when they go out to a vineyard, right? Man, we went out in a vineyard. It looked amazing. It was beautiful, the scenery. I want you to know today in John 15, we are stepping into our Father's vineyard. And there is nothing more better than to partake of than of the vine. That's Jesus. You're about to partake of the vine this morning. Let's read here John 15. This is the last I am statement that Jesus said of the seven I am statements in God's word of the relationship that he desires from myself, from us, and, you, and himself. The church, the disciples, and Jesus. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. 
As a branch cannot bear fruit in and of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is now cast out of the branch and is withered, and they are gathered and thrown them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done. By this my Father is glorified, verse 8, that you bear much fruit. Notice there, God is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Now we see here this picture of the Father's vineyard now. And as we enter the Father's vineyard, we know that Jesus here is saying here, I am the true vine, I am the root, I am that trunk. Jesus is that root, that trunk. And he speaks to his disciples. He says, I want you to understand that you are to be depending upon that root. You are to be incorporated into the vine. Incorporate, not independent of the vine, but in the, incorporated into the vine. That you should be sustained from the vine. That you should find your sufficiency in the vine. I am that vine. You know what's so beautiful about this is that, that he's saying, I want you to be rooted in the vine, in the roots. I want you to be rooted in the trunk. I want you to be rooted in me, Jesus, the true vine. Are you rooted in Jesus today? Because when you're rooted in Jesus, he's going to tell us here in the next eight verses and so on, that when you're rooted in Jesus, he gives you life. You see, that's what it means to bear fruit, to the Lord being, you, us being connected to Him and Him giving you life. And that's what Christianity is about. It's about giving life. It's not about giving death. You see, when you, you are connected to Jesus, guess what? He gives you life. You're not just going through the motions. You're not just coming to church. You're not just maybe just serving or saying, I believe in Christ or I, I believe in God. You're saying, I am connected to Christ and He gives me life. Therefore, I'm producing fruit. Maybe you go out to a tree, you see a tree that has life, that is filled with life, that is filled with the nutrients that it needs to have. Guess what that tree is going to naturally, organically do? It's going to produce fruit because there is life taking place between the root and those branches. Now, do you see the illustration that Jesus is wanting to paint for us here? That you are to be connected so there is life in you because you're connecting and there is life from the root going out into the branches and the branches are producing now fruit. Where are you rooted into? Now, let's read here verse 1. It says, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. He's the root. But his father now is the vine dresser or the father is the gardener. Think about the father taking care of that vine. What does the, the vine dresser or the gardener come and does when it comes to that vine, to that vineyard? He's going to come and he's going to find out what does not belong in that, that vineyard. And he's going to cut away and prune and, and, and now make healthy that vineyard. So that it produces more fruit. Let's, uh, let's, let's actually see what takes place here when it comes to now the Father being the vine dresser. Every branch, we are the branches. Notice this. We are those that are to be connected to the vine. Every branch in me that is connected to me and that does not bear fruit. And what does it say here? 
he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You see, what is the vine dresser doing here in verse 2? He specifically tells us, Jesus, and he tells his disciples that every branch that is connected to me or that is attached now, that is attached to me, but is now bearing fruit, the vine dresser comes and he cuts or he removes it now. And every branch that actually does bear fruit, or there's some fruit coming out of that branch, what does he do? He prunes it, he trims it so that it would produce more fruit. Now this is already giving us a, a clear picture of what Christ is trying to tell us as His disciples. What is He saying? You're an extension of Me. And your life should be producing the character of Christ. And as long as you are connected to Me, I will give you life. Is there any life coming out of the branches in our lives? What does it mean to prune now? He says, you know what, if, if your life is giving fruit, the Father would come, the vine dresser would come and prune, and, and that you would produce more fruit. Now the vine dresser comes, and the word prune means to cleanse. Notice that, and I want you to write that down. Every branch that bears in me, he prunes. Prunes means to cleanse. It also means to cut away. The vine dresser, the gardener, must prune, must cut away, must take away now that which doesn't belong in that tree to make that tree healthy and to now produce more fruit. Now pruning in our lives, not only is it healthy, but also it's necessary. And there are times in our life that we don't want to be pruned. Lord, we don't want you to take that away from our lives because we like the way it looks there. Because we like the way that's being attached to us. We're attached to it, but it, it, it's necessary and it's very healthy that God cuts that away so that we become more of a healthy branch connected to that root now. And that now branch is giving fruits. You see, what he does is he's pruning, he's trimming now to give that branch space now to grow healthy. Because what happens if a gardener or a, now a vine dresser does not prune that tree or that branch? What happens is that these bugs start to come in into that branch. These diseases start to form in that branch and no longer is there any fruit that is being produced off that branch now. So the gardener, the vine dresser has to come and to clean out what doesn't belong in that branch because it's connected to the root and it actually now can harm the entire tree. Do you see how there are areas in our lives that really the Lord wants to come and He wants to cut away because He doesn't want those areas to harm your life? He wants to give you space to grow. In fact, there are things like those bugs and those diseases in our lives that are hindering fruitfulness. And I want to ask you, what is it in your life that is hindering the fruitfulness or is taking up the space for you to grow to everything that God wants you to be? Because the goal is to do this. I want to be everything that God wants me to be before I die. <laughs> I don't want to miss out on anything. And I pray that you don't miss out on anything that God has for you before the day He comes or He calls you home. That you don't ever have to look back with regrets that I wish I would have been more connected to that root or to that vine, that I was consistent. No, we ought to say, Lord, is something hindering in my life the growth? Lord, cut it away. Cut it away, Lord. Because He'll come and He'll cut away something that's getting out of control. 
I love that about the Lord. If the Lord says, I love you enough to cut this away, because this little area of your life, it's getting out of control. And it's not going to allow you to grow, so I must take it away. It is healthy and it is necessary. Now there are times in our lives where we don't want the Lord to prune our lives. Where it's uncomfortable for the Lord to cut away certain areas. But you know what the Lord does? He uses His, His instrument. What's the instrument that God uses to prune in our lives? It's His Word, right? Let's go to verse 3. It says, you are already clean. You already pruned disciples. You're becoming more clean, it says here, because of the Word. I want you to underline, because of the Word, which I have spoken now to you. What makes you clean every single day? What makes you a healthy branch that is going to produce the life of Christ? The goal for our lives is to be that healthy branch that is producing the life of Christ. And the only way to produce the life of Christ is that you say, Lord, cut it away. And the only thing that God uses as a tool to cut away or to prune our lives here, this is His instrument to cut away the Word of God. I love this because the Bible says this is a double-edged sword of conviction that come and, and it pierces our hearts. Right now, maybe there are certain things in your life that you're thinking about, what well, the Lord's speaking to me, this doesn't belong in my life. I'm accepting it. I'm saying, I want that still attached to me. <laughs> However, it's hindering your growth. It's hindering the fruit in your life. It's hindering you looking more like Christ. Why? Because it's coming out of the Word of God. The Word of God purifies. The Word of God prunes. The Word of God makes you more like Jesus. We grow very unhealthy. We grow very unhealthy without the Word of God. There are times in our lives where we skip reading the Word of God. We take time off reading the Word of God. Off of prayer. And guess what happened? That we become a very unhealthy tree that is producing not the fruit of the Spirit, but we're producing the fruit of the flesh. The fruits of carnality. Those are not the fruits that God has for you. Not the fruits of carnality or the flesh. But it's when we are connected to the vine. God uses His Word. The vine dresser uses that Word to purify so that we can become a healthy tree that is producing His fruit. What does He use? The Word of God. In John chapter 17, two chapters later, Jesus is praying for His disciples before He goes to the cross. And in his prayer, you know what Jesus does as he prays to the Father? He says, sanctify them or make them holy. John 17, 17. Make them holy by your truth. Sanctify them. Make them holy by your truth. And then he goes on, your word is truth. What is it that God uses to make you holy, to sanctify you? He uses his word. The only way for sanctification to truly take place or to begin in our lives, the process of sanctification takes place. Notice this, when we begin to spend time in the Word of God. Sanctify them in your Word. Sanctify them in your truth. Your Word is truth. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, now Paul exhorts the husbands to, what does he do? To now ex uh, cleanse the wife with what? Ephesians 5, 26, it says that he may sanctify and cleanse her by the wa washing of the water by the word. What cleanses? What sanctifies? What makes holy? The word. The word. The emphasis is on the word. God goes and he takes his word and he prunes and he says, you know what? I need to convict you in this area. I need you to apply conviction in this area. It's coming from my word. Because I need to cut away every area of your life 
that is holding you back or is that is hindering the fruitfulness. I want to ask you, what is blocking now? Or what is hindering the life flow, the life flow from Jesus or from the life of Christ, from that spiritual life of Christ that is from going from the root into the branches to produce fruit right now? What is it that's hindering right now? The life flow, the life of Christ. That's what it means to be connected. That's what it means to say, He is the vine, uh, you know, we are the branches, that there is a life flow taking place, that the life of Christ is manifested in our lives. But what is hindering that? I told you guys recently that I have a tree in my backyard, right? <laughs> and that this tree, it, it was producing so much fruit. It was producing a ton of fruit, actually. That it was, there was so much fruit coming out of that tree. That others would, would benefit from it, even my neighbors, and we'd give it away. There was a lot of fruit coming out of this tree. And the tree started to grow, and as it grew, I, I, under, I started to notice that it needed some pruning. It needed some trimming all around this tree. So I asked the vine dresser that comes to my house, or the, the, the guy that comes, and he helps me with the trees and the, the, the garden and all that. I said, hey, how much is it going to cost maybe to, to trim this tree all around? Because it looks like it's overgrown, that there's things on this tree that doesn't belong. And then he gave me a price, and I was like, what? Are you kidding me? It costs that much to cut this tree. And he says, yes, and you have to do it right, because if you don't do it right, you can harm the tree. So you just can't have anyone do it. You have to make sure that you know where you're cutting and pruning this tree. And you know what? I went back, and I thought about it, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to hold off a little bit. It costs way too much to trim this tree. I'm going to hold off. Maybe another season, I'll let it go. Now, let it go just a few seasons now. And notice this. The tree is not producing as much fruit as it once did. Because it wasn't trimmed, because it wasn't pruned. And the Lord showed me something. You know what? Sometimes we want to say, Lord, uh, you know, I don't want you to prune me because of what it costs me in my life. We have to say, Lord, prune me regardless of what the cost is. Lord, it doesn't matter what it costs me. If it costs me a relationship, you prune that. If it costs me an addiction, you prune that. If it costs me something that I love, a pleasure, you prune that. If it costs me even money, Lord, prune it because I want to become a healthy tree that is giving the life of Christ. See, there are times in our lives where we say, Lord, I don't want to be pruned. But the Lord's saying, I need to remove some idols so the life of Christ can flow from the vine into the branches. Is there anything that's holding the life flow of Christ from the vine going into the branches that is producing the life of Christ? He's saying this because he wants them to produce the life of Christ. I want you to remember this. That you are never more closer to Jesus. Notice this, please. You are never more closer to Jesus than when he is pruning you. You are never closer to Jesus than when he's pruning you. In fact, you want to say, Lord, I want to be close to you. I want you to prune me because I'm never closer to you than when you're pruning me. Amen. And notice that you cannot bear fruit with barriers. Do you think that a fruit that has any barriers from the vine into the branches can produce any fruit? Absolutely not. You need to say, Lord, we need to say, Lord, please take barriers because barriers don't bear fruit. Barriers don't bear the life of Christ. Let's go to verse 4. Now he's going to give them an exhortation. This is a beautiful exhortation that we all receive today. Abide in me. 
I love that exhortation, abide in me. That should be your priority. That, that, that you would abide in Him. That would be your singular focus this year, to abide in Jesus. And every, anything else, you don't have time for. <laughs> there are some times we say, Lord, I have time. I, I'm so busy that I don't have time to abide. No, your priority is to abide, and anything else, you do not have time for. If something comes in between you and abiding in Christ, we do not have time for that. Because we want to be fruitful Christians. Abide in me. You know what the word abide in me means? Or the word abide it means to remain in him. He's giving them an exhortation, remain in me. Abide means to dwell. It means to stay. It means to settle in. It means to sink deeper. Oh, I love that. Sink deeper. Maybe God's calling you to sink deeper into the vine this year than you ever were before. That you would be consistent with your walk. You wouldn't just say, you know what, today I decide to go to church. Man, maybe this week I won't go. Maybe this week I'll serve, that week I won't serve. This will be connected, the other week I won't be connected. Abide means get plugged in. <laughs> get plugged in. If you want some life in you, get plugged in. Sink deeper. Or it means also to cling to. Uh, I'm going to cling to this. Cling means I'm not letting go. Has someone ever cling to you? Man, this guy's just clingy, man. Dude, just give me some space. <laughs> No, he's saying, I want you to cling and not let go. I want you to stay connected. Christ is calling us to cling, to stay connected, to sink deeper, so there would be a life flow. The life of Christ would be coming out of our lives. That is fruit, the life of Christ. Now, what does he say, abide in me for what? Abide in me and I in you. I in you. Notice that when you abide in him, he is also in you. Well, you can say, well, I, 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 am, I go to church. I read my Bible sometimes here and there. You know, I, I, I talk to the Lord. I'm in it. But is it in you? Is it in you? And I in you, look at it, it says, as the branch cannot bear fruit. We are branches here. He's talking about uh, to us. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Underline of itself. And I want you to think of itself as a branch that does not want to be connected. <laughs> I want you to think of itself as a branch that doesn't want to be pruned. Think of itself as someone that thinks that they're independent or self-sufficient because that's not the life that God called you to, self-sufficiency or independent. In fact, God's called you to dependency and to sufficiency in Him. That your strength and, and the vitamins of your life, of your spiritual walk, the nutrients, the health, would come from you being connected to Him. Hey, you notice how we as Christians can become very unhealthy and not even know it? How there can be some branches that are really just attached, but not really even connected, that are dead branches on those trees. What happens to a dead branch on a tree? They're not even secure branches. A dead branch on a tree is taking up space, is withered away, it's dry. It's, 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 even, it's not even safe for the rest of the tree. Let's read here because it says here, a branch cannot bear fruit in and of itself. In and of ourselves, we cannot produce the life of Christ. Well, you would say, well, I don't really need the church. I have my walk with the Lord by myself. I don't really need to serve. I don't really need to get plugged in. I, I mean, I'm doing things my own way. No, Jesus said, get, get plugged in, get incorporated. Be dependent because in and of yourself, you cannot bear anything separated or isolated from the vine. 
There are times where we are separated or isolated from the vine. Guess what? That produces nothing. It produces nothing. We become a dead branch. And it tells us this. Neither, it says, unless it abides in me, in the vine, neither can you. Now he says, you know what? I'm not talking about just agriculture. I'm not just talking about a tree. I'm talking about you. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Are we abiding in Him? Because if we're not abiding in Him, we can do nothing. We can produce nothing. We can bear nothing unless you abide in me. Just like a branch, if it's not fully connected to that vine, to that root, it can produce nothing from that branch. Just like that, you, if you are not connected to Christ, then the life of Christ will not flow from you. There are times that we expect the life of Christ to flow from us when we're connect, we are not connected and rooted in that vine. God has called you to get rooted. Get rooted into the Jesus. Because when you become rooted into Jesus, guess what? The life of Christ can flow. Verse 5, I am the vine again, and you are the branches. <laughs> you see how he's, he doesn't want you to think this is for someone else. This is for you. <laughs> He who abides in me, who is, he is sinking deeper, clinging, connected, plugged into me, and I am him. What does he do? Verse 5. He bears here much fruit. He doesn't bear just fruit. He bears much fruit. And he goes on. He says, for without me, what can you do? You can do nothing. Without Christ, you are just dead. You are just a dead branch that is attached now, that is producing nothing because there is no life flow, that the life of Christ is not flowing from the branch. You can do nothing. It has been said before, an active life with Christ, an active life with Christ is an effective life with Christ. You know how you become an active life with Christ so you can be an effective life with Christ? When you're actively, actively connected you can effectively be living with Him. How can you effectively live a life with Christ and be living an effective life if you're not actively connected to the root? You must be actively connected so you can be effectively living with Him and for Him and producing the fruit of the Spirit. Because you cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit. You can go an entire year with it being a very barren year. It, it, it cannot be a fruitful year. It's impossible that it be a fruitful year without Christ. You really can't accomplish anything of significant or permanent spiritual value without being connected to Jesus. There are times we say, well, I look back at year and look at everything that I accomplished. Look at, look at everything that I've done and this was the year and, and whatnot. But how much of it was of any spiritual or any permanent value? How many of it is God even pleased with? How many of us has any permanent results? The only thing that has permanent results, I want you to know, church, the only thing that has any permanent result is the life of Christ in you. That is the only thing that has a permanent that, That's the only thing of, of permanent value. Because your value is not in your accomplishments. Our value in the fruit is in the life of Christ that is flowing in us. Now look at the consequences of verse 6 of not abiding. If anyone does not abide, look at this. If anyone does not abide in me, what is he doing? He is cast out. Now, as a branch, and he's withered. Wither means dead. Wither means dry. Wither means powerless. You see, look at these branches that are not abiding. These are the consequences. They're thrown away. Like a useless, powerless branch 
withered, dried up branches, where there's loss of fellowship, there's loss of connection, they're a lifeless branch that are cut away and thrown away. You see how this can be, become a lifeless now branch that, that needs to be cut away because it refuses to be pruned. It refuses now to produce fruit. And look what it talks about. Not only loss of fellowship, and they gather them. Look at they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Why? Because they're not doing enough? No, it's not because they're not doing enough. But because they're not producing the life flow of the vine. How is it that we can call ourselves believers, but there is no bearing of the life flow of Christ from us? As if they're gathered, they're thrown, and they're burned because there's failure now. Uh, and there's, there's to abide, which now produces spiritual disaster. That's what happens even in the family, the home. We ask ourselves, and we want to see some really spiritual fruit coming out of our lives between husband and wife or maybe family members. But guess what the problem is? The problem isn't with one another. The problem is that there is a disconnection between one person and Christ or both people in Christ. What we need is to be connected to Christ. That's where we meet together as two branches connected and we meet at the root. We meet at the vine as a family. And I pray you as a husband, as a man, as a woman of the Lord, that you would say, I want to meet my family at the vine. Because that's when we are most connected. That's where we, there is more life flowing from my family. We're meeting at the vine. We are just branches coming from the vine. If you profess walking with the Lord, you have to ask yourself, where's the evidence of it then? Because if there's no evidence, guess what it says? There's, you're cut off, thrown, and burned into the fire. No fruit. No, what is the fruit? The fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit is the life of Christ. Now verse 7 here it says, If you don't look anything like a Christian, then why is it that you call yourself one? You're going to be cut away and thrown. And look what it says about this branch. A cutting away, a loss of fellowship. Verse 7, But if you abide in me, these are the rewards, the blessing now. The promise in abiding. And I want you to know that in verse 7 and 8, it's a conditional promise. And why do, why do I say that? Because it, it tells us very clearly, it says if. <laughs> that means if you only do this, if you obey this. Do you notice how God wants you to obey this? He says if you obey this. These are the results. If you abide in me, he goes back to one thing. And my words abide in you. I want you to be connected to me. I want you to be connected to the root. And I want my words to live in you. The only way that the word lives in you. the word I, I love the word. The word is like a fertilizer that comes in into the soil that we're planted in. And, and it makes us so healthy. There's so much value. Have you ever spread out just maybe some, some, some vitamins now on that soil where your plants are growing, right? And you almost are so expecting like for sure we're going to get some fruit now. You almost all, you feel this sense of peace, like, wow, there's so much healthy vitamin in that soil. You see, when you get in the Word of God, and the Word of God gets in you, there's so much healthy vitamin of the vine dresser in you now. And you're able to grow in such a natural way. It's so natural the way it happens. Right? And that's what he says in verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, what will happen? You're going to be in the Word of God. You're going to be abiding not only in Him, but abiding in the Word of God, and my words abide in you. 
Now, notice that it doesn't say if you read the Word of God, if you, if you hear the Word of God, if you listen to the Word of God. No, it says if you abide in the Word of God, in my words, abide in you. The only way for His Word to abide in you, for His Word to go from something that you're listening to something that's inside of you, is not only if you read it, but also if you meditate on it. That means that you don't just read your Bible to say, I read my Bible today, I, I, I checked that mark off, I can go to work now, I'm happy, I'm satisfied, I can go to sleep, I, I, it, was, it was on my to-do list, and it was just a task. You reading your Bible is not a task. It's a devotion. It's not a task. It's a devotion. And when you are devoted in the Word of God, guess what? You get to meditate on the Word of God and it abides in you. It lives in you. It produces that vitamin in you. Abiding means you are abiding in His Word and you read it, you meditate it, it comes inside of you and you obey the Word of God. Do you notice how this is so important about His words abiding in you? Look what it says, what happens if you do this. If His word is in you, His word is in you. It says, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, a lot of times we read that last part of that verse and we highlight that verse, but the beginning part, you know, we don't want nothing to do with that one. Oh man, I'm going to ask what I desire and it's going to be done for me. Lord, I ask for that card, Lord. Your word says it. I'm going to proclaim it right now, Lord. Give me that card, Lord. No. You know why he says you will ask what you desire if my words abide in you? Guess what happens to your desires? Where do you think your desires are coming from now? From the word of God. <laughs> I love that. He says you're going to ask whatever you desire and it's going to be done for you. But your desires, because his word is in you, your desires are just naturally going to come from the word of God. Where do your desires come from today? That's how you know if you're, word of God, if you're in the Word of God. Do your desires come from the world or the Word? Where do your desires come from? Lord, we want everything that we desire to just come from the Word of God, from the will of God. Your Word is in us and you say that whatever I ask is going to be done for me because the desires are coming from the Word of God. When you have a real commitment to the Word of God, a real commitment to Jesus, your petitions, your desires, think about this, your petitions, your desires are naturally going to be according to the will of God. You're never going to be asking for something outside of the will of God for your life. You're going to ask for everything inside of God's will for your life because you're abiding and you don't have time for anything else. <laughs> so you have now, you are abiding in the vine. Now notice this, verse 8, as we finish knowing that we're growing from the vine. Knowing that we need the Word of God to continue growing, verse 8. By this, by this, my Father is glorified. How many of you guys want to glorify God this year? Amen. By this, my Father. You want to glorify God, it starts right there. It's very simple. By this, my Father is glorified. How is God glorified? Let's read it there. That you bear much fruit, that you look like Jesus. That you bear much fruit, that you are filled with Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. By that, God is glorified because that is the character of the Spirit. That is the character of the Son. That is the life flow of the life of Christ coming out of you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear not only some fruit, but much fruit. So you will be my disciples. I love that word so. Because here, when he says the word so, he's almost saying, when you see fruit, 
there is a disciple. Didn't Jesus say you will know them by their fruit? That's how we ought to be known by, by the fruit. By the flow of Christ in our lives. Why this God is glorified that you produce much fruit. Because where there is good fruit. Where there is good fruit. Notice this. Where there is good fruit. There are also true disciples there. Is there good fruit in your house? Because where there is good fruit. There is also true disciples. Where there is good fruit. That means there is a good branch. That means there is someone that is connected to that vine. The New Living Translation says, When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to God. What is, how do you produce fruit? You think you need to try? You think a tree, a tree needs to try to produce fruit? And you're just trying, Oh my gosh, I need to produce an apple that branch is It's trying so hard to produce an apple. No. It naturally doesn't. It just comes out of that person. It's fruit is the process. Notice this. Fruit is the process and the result of staying close to Jesus and obeying His Word. When you're staying close to Jesus and you're obeying His Word, the natural result, the natural process is the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit that Jesus has required. Jesus requires fruit from you. And the only way that fruit can take place, the only way the fruit can take place is if you are constantly being pruned now by His Word. Because fruit is birth in abiding. And, and you know what fruit does? It reproduces more fruit. It reproduces itself. Fruit, it, it, it nourishes that branch. It's healthy. It, and fruit is attractive now. And the purpose of the fruit, guess what it does? It brings glory now, not to the disciple. It brings glory to the Lord. And that's when you know you're a true disciple. Well, you can't say, well, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, but I don't look anything like Jesus. No, that doesn't work that way. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, then your life is going to look like the life of Christ. And that's why today we want to say, Lord, I want to obey you. I want to stay so connected to you. I want to abide. And if there is something that wants to pull me from abiding, if there is something that wants to take the space of me from abiding, then Lord, I don't have time for that because I am so connected to that root. And I want to produce that life flow from that root into now the branch, from the vine into the branch. And I, Lord, I welcome the pruning. Prune me regardless of the cost. I pray that you as a branch today are not holding on to anything that's growing out of you that God does not desire. Because the Lord and the Father is going to come and say, are you producing any fruit? Are you becoming pruned from the Word of God? Regardless of the cost. Regardless of the cost. What is it that God needs to remove? So that you can begin producing the fruit of Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you God. And we ask Lord through this message as we've learned today. That we would be so connected to that root Lord. So that we would be able to produce something of permanent spiritual value. Our desires, our desires change when we're connected. There are times when we do not have desire to be connected to fellowship because we, we have no desire to be connected to the root. When there is a desire, when we are connected to the root, there is a natural desire to be in the Word of God, a natural desire to be connected to the other branches of the tree, Lord. It's a healthy process. But I pray, Lord, that our desires would come from Your Word. Because your word is truth. And there we're sanctified. 